Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Welcome to the official Tennis.com podcast featuring professional coach and community leader, Kamal Murray. Welcome to the Tennis.com podcast. I'm your host, Kamal Murray, and we are here with Peter Lebedevs. And Peter is a guy that is constantly on a mission to grow tennis in America, provide similar opportunities for American players that they have in Europe to be able to play from a week-to-week basis get big points, improve their ranking, and hopefully produce a U.S. US Open champion. Uh, he's pulled off a very, very significant achievement, um, which is growing a 250-level event from the last couple of years to now very quickly growing to a 500-level event and moving it to the Dallas Cowboys practice facility. We've seen this experiment at the Miami Dolphins facility with the Miami Open, uh, and Peter took quick note of it. and and pulled it off again. So, Peter, welcome to the show. Thanks, Kamal. I appreciate it. So we always talk about, you know, how European players, I mean, particularly at the Italians round, right? The Italians now are just sort of like slowly yeah. creeping up. Five or six or seven guys in the top ten out of nowhere. Center, you know, last three or four weeks looking like the second best player in the world. Uh, and we talk about the value of being able to take the train or bus or tram or whatever throughout Europe and play from week to week, earn points, and how that system helps other federations grow their pipeline. And in America, it's a little bit of travel. It's not it's a little bit more difficult, right? We are very big, right? Um, and the business model is a lot more expensive, right? Hard to get sponsors. But you have been in the business a long time and very successfully done it. So tell us now about the new Dallas Open that's coming up, um, formerly held at SMU. Now, now in Frisco, Texas, at the Dallas Cowboys Stadium. How did you go from a 250 to a 500 in two years? Yeah, well, so I'll give you the, the quick version if there is such a thing. Um, you know, we moved our 250 event from New York um, when COVID happened and had the opportunity to move it to Dallas. Met with John Isner from day one, has been involved with us, who you know lives right around the corner from SMU, and Grant Chen, the um, head tennis coach on the men's side for SMU. We... We got together. Um, I went down and had a look at the site and said, we can do a 250 here. It's terrific. We put that together. Um, first year, we sold out of our premium boxes and premium seats very, very quickly within like 30 days before we announced any players. So that told us that we always knew Texas was a great state for tennis. Um, you know, a lot of fans. Tennis originally started, professional tennis started at Moody Coliseum at SMU with WCT, you know, the greatest match sort of arguably ever, Labor and Rose will five sets, you know, pushed back. I think it was ABC News an hour on Sunday to get the whole match in. Um, <laughs> so, the, the, yeah, which doesn't happen now. Um, so, as, as you know, that's where it started and, and the success was tremendous and second year was the, was the same. And what happened is the ATP said, look, we want to upgrade. We want to create more premium events. That's a you know, vision of um, the, the chairman, Andre Gadenzi, of, creating more of those premium events. And so they 
sent out basically a tender that said anybody would like to apply for that. There were 17 applications. Then we worked very, very hard with uh, various groups to, to put this together. It's, it's not me. You know, you were very nice at the beginning saying, you know, you put this together as a team of people. You know, it's the, it's the whole village that did it. And um, we presented to the ATP. And, and at the end of the day, when you look at uh, what we're able to provide, which is an amazing facility, for the players, because the ATP looks at it from multiple angles. Obviously, number one is make sure the players love it. The hotel's connected to the site. Uh, the players will never have to go outside. We've got 17 restaurants in the entertainment district, so the guys can eat and do whatever they want. Um, the locker room facilities, we have four locker rooms in the building. So, you know, I think we can handle the guys very well. And then being partnered with the Cowboys, you know, the, the most successful uh, franchise, sporting franchise in the world is a tremendous you know, asset to have next to both the ATP and to us. So uh, we'll work together to put that. And then um, a lot of work, you know, John was talking to players and asking players to support it. And, you know, when we went to the board, we met with all the board members and, and put our best foot forward and they, they chose us out of the 17. And, you know, our company has always been trying to help US tennis and the ability to, as you alluded to, to create another 500 level because there's only one 500 in the US currently in DC. So us to have another 500 in the US, it inspires the players, you know, it makes it easier for them to, as you said, get up in the rankings because they don't have to travel all the time. They're in their backyard, you know, more fan support, all of those little things that make a difference. And, you know, that's what we're trying to to do and help with the, uh, with the US players. So we still have a fantastic event at SMU in 2024. Um, you know, Tommy Paul's going to be there, Ben Shelton. We've got a women's event with Caroline Bosniaki and Jeannie Bouchard as well. So we've still got a 24, but in 25, when we go to the 500, we'll have, um, you know, an even stronger player field because they're all chasing those points. And then we'll keep continuing to give those U.S. players the opportunity. We, um, that's one of the things we do with SMU. We give their, um, we give Grant the opportunity to, to have a wild card, main draw wild card for one of his players. And obviously, that's a huge recruiting tool for him. And as we all know, college tennis is, you know, is a great pathway to the pros. Austin Krychek, the number one doubles player in the world, lives here. He was at our, our uh, kickoff yesterday. So, you know, it's, it's opportunities for American players as well as Texas supporting it and um, great fans here in Texas understanding their tennis. And, you know, out at Frisco where they're putting together the, the whole sort of sporting world out there, there are so many um, different sports out there that it uh, makes sense to have tennis as well. Now, when you think of Texas, immediately I think, you know, the, the average tennis player is thinking this is an outdoor event. But your event is indoors. We're so indoors in February. the rationale, right, of having the, the event at SMU, right, for 23 and 24, at, it is also indoors. And yes. in 25, you're going to be on the campus of the Dallas Cowboys practice facility, but it'll still be indoors. Um, so explain the rationale but beside behind having indoors in Texas. You know, look, Texas is hot. It's tough to play out here. There's sort of, you know, truly a, a great window. <laughs> um, but the reality of it is, is we have a, uh, a sanction from the ATP and it gives us a certain week in the calendar. And in February, really doesn't matter where you are in the U.S., pretty much unless you are in Del Rey, uh, you need to be indoors to guarantee it. You, when, I, when we moved it to Texas... You know, it'll be good weather, we were told. It's going to be great, we are told. Well, we've had snowstorms the last two years in Texas right before our event. So, you know, we have to be indoors in February. Um, 
But that's that's also a great thing because you never have to worry about rain delays. Fans can come out knowing matches are going to start on time, all of those good things. And it provides that unique opportunity for fans too. You know, sitting in an air-conditioned space is fantastic. You know, they're not going to be uncomfortable ever. We can do more things indoors and things like that. So that's how we are. It's more a case of uh, of the calendar says February and February you got to be indoors. Right. <laughs> so explain to us, we've seen, I think we got a glimpse of the tennis court inside of a football stadium uh, for the Miami Open the last you know, four years. Um, explain to us your build out and how that negotiation went with Jerry Jones. I mean, he is, his, you know, his group is known as, you know, obviously the face of the NFL, probably one of the most historic franchises in the NFL. Um, but we know he's a tough negotiator. So explain how that goes, you know, how that went. Well, look, we, you know, a couple of things there. We're going to cover the floor, cover the field and build our stadium. Our court is uh, the same court we're currently using, which is really like a basketball court. They're four by eight pieces of wood we clip together and then paint the court on top. Uh, so it's the same surface the guys play on. That'll take us about 10 to 14 days to build a, our, our triple decker seating environment and the whole uh, sort of field that we'll have down there. So that's a big undertaking, but I think we're going to have fun with that. And the Cowboys, look, they they created the uh, the Ford Center at uh, at the start there for sports, and tennis was one that they had not had, and they wanted to have it there. So it really was was not I don't want to say a hard negotiation. It's just making sure it was good for everybody, and they wanted to have tennis, so it worked out to be very very good. And we had charlotte jones at our kickoff yesterday and she's tremendously um positive about and excited and and they really look at it as a positive to add this sport um to one of the things they have you know at ford center so it's it really has been i don't want to say easy nothing's ever that easy but um it has been a a good partnership we're starting off and everybody's excited about it so i can't say anything but great things about uh the jones family and and what we've done and put together here and I think you also caught a break because February is after the Super Bowl. So, Just. you know, if it was probably a, a month early, right, oh. or two or six weeks earlier, they still need the place for practice. And so yeah, you are it, literally it, right at the end. Right. I mean, our, look, our final for our men's event will be on Super Bowl Sunday. Um, so it's, it is right on the any earlier and we couldn't do it. Um, but uh, it works out just that the dates we've got are just perfect for us. You know, last year, uh, our event, John played a three-hour singles match. The, the doubles guys didn't have many people in the stands because they'd all gone to, to watch the Super Bowl, but um, we'll, we'll have that same thing in, uh, in 2025, which will be great, uh, just that uh, they, we've got to make sure that the singles guys get done before the Super Bowl, but that'll be good. Right. <laughs> Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Now, let me ask this question because you know, it's a great thing to jump from a 250 to a 500. Uh, but from a standards perspective, from a prize money increase, right, that, you, that you've got to fund, the cost is also a dramatically greater, right? And Correct. hopes that you still sell tickets and sponsorship. Tell me about how you sort of went out and fundraised. And the reason why I ask is that you do it well. 
And we want others in the in the country to do it well so we can have more of these for the sake of American tennis. So how how did you go about, you know, growth is a great thing, but it's a scary thing. Like, shit, now we got to go out and raise a couple million versus, you know, half a million, right? Yeah, pri- prize money went from, you know, just under a million to over 2.2. So, you know, before you walk out the door, you've got a, you've got a new number there. Look, I think that the key to sponsorships uh, and, and selling it, and we're going to be working directly with the Cowboys sales team as well on this, and we've had many meetings already about, it's about the assets you have to create. Um, a lot of people don't know tennis, so you have to explain that a little bit to them. And then there's, there's the, you know, the basic, oh, you get your sign here, you get your name here. That's easy. But that's not, in our world right now, that's not what sponsors want. They want, say, I want to see eyeballs. I want an activation. And how do I have more than just the 10 days of the event? What are you doing full time? So, you know, we will, we will find these potential partners and look to see what their needs are. Some of them have, um, you know, in their, you know, their company is trying to help a certain group. And I'll, I'll make this up, the initiative in STEM education. So we will create a package that has the basics in there of the signage and then create an activation around what's important to them. So we bring out 6,000 kids and do a STEM activity during the Dallas Open and you can provide that to a partner because that's what they want to do or whatever it is. You know, a lot of people don't do that digging on the on the front end to see what's important to the company. They just want to say, oh, we've got great tennis players and it's tennis and come out and watch. Well. Okay, but I need longevity to it. So that's how you have to look at it. And that takes more more work and, and more effort, as you know, because you've been doing events and in the same situation. And, you know, also the other thing is it may not be the right time today for that company, but, you know, next year it may be right with their, you know, with all of their uh, budget cycles and things like that. But it's going with a a packet to a partner that makes sense for them. It has to be a win-win. Too many times I, I see sales guys it's win for me but you know not really for the company and we need to make it you need to put that packet together that is win win and then everybody number one it's successful and they keep coming back because look our sport is tremendous somebody gets stuck in there and they watch it they go wow i love it we we just signed a sponsor for our 2024 event and one of the things he had attended the year before he saw the clientele that was there he said this is what i want to do and you know once they see it they'll be hooked that you got to get him in there by doing the hard work and finding what's important for those companies. So one of the things I think is attractive to this is that on the campus of this facility will, is, is also the Omni hotel. And one of the struggles of tennis is to bring the players closer to the fans. Will you guys make, you know, the people who travel to the event, will they be allowed to stay at the player hotel? Right. Um, perhaps, you know, perhaps there's, you know, floors that are restricted. What's the, what's the plan for that? Is the group packages, right? There's a play, there's a, there's the tournament rate for the hotel. A hundred percent that we, you know, look, I'm a big believer in, we need to have the players interact with the fans more. Um, so, you know, the fact that we're going to have four practice courts similar to like the USA where people can hang on the fence and watch. So they'll be able to get that close the players will be sort of walking through the crowds a little bit like that to get to their practice courts. You know, as it relates to the hotel, the, the biggest challenge with the hotels more often than not is, you know, the number of rooms I need, how many rooms are left for anybody else to sort of book. Um, but we don't put any restrictions on that. We Look, I encourage that. I encourage the fans to 
to be there and, and see them. The players still have to focus and that sort of stuff, but um, we're going to have a lot of opportunities for fans to meet the players and do those fun sort of things. You know, we're still building all of that out, but, you know, having John as our host, John Isner, you know, he's lived on both sides and it's interesting we're talking, he goes, yeah, now that I'm sort of coming on this side of it, I'm a little bit, you know, he thinks a little differently. He's sort of like, yeah, hmm, you know, a year ago, I might have thought differently about that ask. Um, so he sees both sides mm-hmm. to it. So, if, you know, I'm able to get John to talk to some of the guys and do those things, but we'll definitely have fan interaction with the players because the fans need to get to know these guys. I mean, Tommy Paul, he's a great cornhole player. Does anybody know that? We might have mm-hmm. a cornhole competition because right. you start Tommy talking about it, and he'll tell you about, oh, the rough side and the soft side and, you know, you got to do this. He loves it, and that's a fun thing for the fans to do. So I just use that as a microcosm, but that's our goal is to create more fan engagement with the players. And, look, all tournaments are doing that. There's no – we're not being super special on that. We're all trying to find out what's the the best way to achieve that that protects the players, gives the fans an opportunity, and still creates, um, you know, a a memorable uh, interaction with the players. So we talk about – Tommy Paul playing cornhole. I remember John and I used to always joke. He says, yeah, you know, if I wanted to play in the NBA, I could. And I'm like, dude, at like $8 million to sit on the bench, no one's choosing to play tennis over an NBA career. So you probably couldn't play in the NBA. But I heard as a part of this announcement, he got lucky and kicked a 30-yard field goal. Is that true? Because I I won't believe it until I see it for myself. Well, it was 25 yards for the year 2025. So he did it from 25 yards. There's a reason. But he absolutely made it um, on his second kick, actually. He made it on his second kick. So uh, he he doesn't have a career as a kicker, um, but he definitely made one from 25 yards. And uh, we'll have to show you the video. I don't know if John's been sharing it too much, but it, uh, it definitely definitely shows him kicking a field goal out there. So he can do well, it. You already see it turn from it went from twenty five to thirty, and boy, by January it'll be forty, right? And he made it forty on the first try. So you know the story will just continue to kind of grow legs and get better that's, and better. Exactly, that's that's how it goes. It could be you know it could be a fifty yard or fifty nine yard or something like that. Who knows? But um, he definitely made it. I was there and saw it, so it did All happen. Right. So so we're not moving to the Cowboys Stadium until twenty twenty five. Tell us what we have lined up for twenty four. It's still going to be at SMU. There's women involved in this one as well. Explain to us how we can like sort of get connected early for 2024, the week, the date, players. The yeah, February, February 3rd through 11th is our is our week of our event. That first Saturday night, we have our Ladies Classic, and we've got Jeannie Bouchard is playing against Caroline Bosniaki. And, you know, Caroline, her comeback story as a mum is terrific. Jeannie's a terrific player. She just did so well for the Canadian team in the uh, Billie Jean King Cup. And they'll also play a set of doubles with some SMU girls. So we're trying to bring in team members, bring in the SMU team to have an opportunity to play. And then on that Sunday, starting off there, we'll kick off the guys event. And so far, our you know our top players that are going to be coming, Tommy is one of them, um, and he's going to be terrific. Also, Ben Shelton's coming, so we're going to have the big lefty serve. And you know he's a he's a great player, great showman, just tremendous. Um, and we've also got Riley Opelka, our first-year champion. He's going to be coming back and playing. Uh, we're waiting on a few other guys to sign up, but we'll have those players coming in first. And um, we still have – we individual seats don't go on sale until next week. Our premium has gone on sale, and 
We've already sold out of all of our boxes and our third level um, suite seating, but we still have some great seats available uh, in the stands. And again, our furthest seat is, I think it's 32 feet from the court. So if mm. your worst seat is 32 feet from the court, there's not a bad seat in the house, you know? So I really can say that and be 100% committed. There is not a bad seat in the house. So you can come to see the players and get up and close and really see them um, and, and see the little things. Like, you know, you as a coach, you know, you can watch things like their footwork. You can watch their preparation. You can see those things up close, um, which sometimes when you're at a giant stadium, it's hard to see. So, you know, the fans will have a great opportunity to do things like that. And um, we'll, have a, we'll have a great event uh, as we had in the last couple of years, some great matches. Fantastic. So uh, the website is DallasOpen.com. Correct. Um, beware to those fans who are sitting 32 feet away because if Ben Shelton's kick serve goes uh, over the short back fence, I think your back fence is like six feet. Uh, a little lower. It, it's going to hit you. Right. You, you got, know, you got, it, you got to be awake. You got, you, you got to be, you gotta awake. be awake on those boxes. Yep. And then let me ask you from a sponsorship standpoint, since you all also um, own the Atlanta Open, and the reason why I bring this up is just in in an effort to sort of help, you know, there's, there's women's events in San Diego, right, that are trying to survive, et cetera. Uh, do you all combine sponsorships and offer a two-for-one sort of deal? Um, look, we're open to that. We haven't found somebody um, that really does that at – at a title or presenting level because they're, you know, a lot of them are market specific mm -hmm. type thing. Um, we're always open to that for sure. Uh, you know, Dunlop, we have at both events is, is one particular partner that we have. Um, it crosses over with the tennis balls and the rackets. Uh, it's just a little difficult to get it down. And also with the cycles, as we were talking about earlier, the budget cycles, you know, one in February and one in July makes it a little bit more difficult to do that. But, um, we really do treat them as as individuals, but uh, we always say, tell everybody, you know, we own both, we're running both, and if there is any interest, we'd love to have that. Uh, so, but we've not really done it that way yet. All right. Well, I want to thank you for taking the time to come on. I want to congratulate you. Um, it's always great to see sort of tennis innovating, and you brought up a point. Um, you know, dealing with the Dallas Cowboys sales team and you try having to explain tennis. Sometimes it's not a bad thing, right? To have people right. from outside of tennis come in with new ideas or to ask, well, why can't we do that? Right. And I think sometimes I, I love it. I love it. We get stuck, right? Sometimes as tennis players, we get stuck because here's the way we do things. And it's not bad to have a non tennis player with some business acumen come in and say, well, that's stupid. Why not? Right. You know what I mean? And so. Couldn't agree with you more. I, I sat with Francis last year and, you know, he's like, hey, look, I, I'm up for changing and doing things different. You know, we need to be innovative. Every other sport is doing lots of changes and things. And so, you know, I absolutely welcome a, a different lens to look at our sport. I've just been around it too long. You know, I just like you're saying, I'm, I, this is how we've always done it. Isn't this the right way? And then somebody will come up and say, well, what about this? And you go, wow, that." That makes sense, but I'd never thought about it because I'm too traditional. So, yeah, we welcome that that different set of eyes. I'm always, you know, keen to see that and already getting a few questions on some, can we do this? Well, I didn't ask, but let's try. So we've already got a couple of things that we may come out and uh, see and try and do. Well, ATP is very innovative, very open. And, um, you know, I've, I've run two ATP events the last two years and really shocked um, at how entrepreneurial they are. Um, and open. So 
Um, that's that's the goal. We're, we're going to try and change it up deal. a little bit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> make it make it be fun. <laughs> let's let's do something different. You know, something the fans have never seen, and ATP encourages it. So that's great. Yeah. Well, this has been a tennis.com with Peter Lebedevs. If you're interested in seeing the Dallas Open in February, you can go to DallasOpen.com. Uh, and in 2025, get on board early to go to the Dallas Cowboys practice facility in Frisco, Texas. Peter, thank you Sounds for taking great. time uh, to join us. Thanks, going to appreciate it.